0: Happy September, Philo community! When this podcast actually launches, I'll be spending the day traveling to Venice—not California, not Florida, not the Venetian in Las Vegas, but the actual Venice. Pretty cool, huh? My wife and I are celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary with a little trip to Italy. Never been—I'm excited. And I'm pretty sure we're having an amazing time, but I don't know about you, spending money on a vacation is not easy, and then making time in the schedule to actually make a trip isn't easy, but super important to create space in our lives to not be working all the time. So in the next podcast, hopefully I'll give you an update on how amazing our trip was and how much needed the rest was and all those good things. All right, for those of you who are new to our little podcast here, our goal is to help technical artists in the local church to become more effective so that our churches can become more effective. Basically, the Philo Conference every third week. On today's episode, we get a chance to sit down with Sarah Emerson, the creative pastor at Soul City Church in downtown Chicago. They've recently moved from a very small space into a new 800 seat auditorium. So we sit down and we talk about all the topics hockey. You know, like every church person would talk about hockey, what it's like to commute into Chicago, what it's like leading teams, and even designing a new worship space. And so, I don't want to give too much away. So, let's just jump right in. All right, so I'm here with Sarah Emerson. How's it going?
1: It's going good. How are you, Todd? Yeah,
0: I'm good. I unfortunately had uh, missed the train this morning. We were talking about earlier down into the city, so I got to sit in traffic for a while. But I listened to. Uh, podcast. Uh, do you listen to, to um, Revisionist History by Malcolm Gladwell? Yes. Yeah. yeah That's a, always interesting. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So some good stuff. Which Today one did you was to? uh, about pull the goalie. Oh, great. It was a life, his one life lesson is pull the goalie. It was, yeah, quite interesting. Good. As a hockey mom, oh, you probably. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could talk to hockey all day long. So
0: totally not on Actually, any let's topic. be honest.
1: I'm just the hockey mom, so I could tell you what I think is good in hockey all day right. long, whether it's accurate or not, sure. is completely. Well, the, the,
0: interestingly, in this podcast, they were talking about some guys came up with a mathematical formula on when you should pull the goalie. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, you know, we wouldn't make any money if we owned a team or coach, nobody would watch our yeah. team. But one guy said, if I was in the Stanley Cup finals, I would start with no, no goalie. goalie. Yeah.
1: I'm like,
0: what? That's crazy.
1: Switch it up. Let's and he
0: said, so if you're down by one point... You, you pull the goalie at yeah. five minutes and 40 seconds left. Which one have you ever seen that? Yeah.
1: I'm going to suggest that to my son's coach yeah. next week. Yeah. <laughs> five forty left. Let's to go, back. That's
0: very convincing. He yeah. would
1: actually love it. I will. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Anyway, totally off subject, but yeah, that's kind of interesting yeah. stuff. One of the things uh, what I've been doing with people I'm talking to is trying to think about, okay, when's the first time we met? Yeah. We ever worked together. And so i thinking about uh, you and I. Interestingly enough, just about this the Philo podcast, I think the first time we actually had real interaction was when I was... Not
1: fake interaction. Yeah, Well, I mean, not even,
0: you know, just like maybe, hey, do you know Sarah passing the hall or whatever? We both worked at Willow Creek, but not at the same time. True. But um, in 2014, I was having this idea about Philo and I'm like, I need a place to do this. Yeah. I started talking to Mike and you were there. And so we all kind of were yeah, figuring out how can we do this thing. It's so
1: cool to think back to that time and then to have been privileged to have mm. been at the last Philo and see what God has done yeah. since then, Todd. Wow, I'm so proud. I know we were talking about this earlier, but so proud of you and your team and all that God has, mm. has done in them and to see how you guys are blessing um, creative arts teams mm. and technical teams around the, around the nation and world. And so I'm really proud of you guys. So it is fun to think back to that time.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's crazy for me to even think about too. I mean, it doesn't feel that long ago, but it right. also feels like forever ago. I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, because uh, actually by the time, from that first conversation, which was around Christmas time, yeah, I want to say maybe Lincoln Brewster uh, yeah. was doing a Christmas concert. He was,
1: Lincoln was uh, and there. And I
0: showed up, that was kind of the beginning of the conversation. Uh, and then by the time Philo actually happened in March or April of, yep. of 2015, You were gone.
1: I was. I heard you guys were coming for sure. And then I was like, you know, I just, (laughs) I I don't know, I got to get out of here before this happens, just in case it doesn't go well. (laughs) Kidding. Um, No, God really um, did an amazing thing in our family's life. And we were at Christ Community for 11 years and had incredible um, opportunities there. But God really started stirring in our hearts. And we knew something was coming, but we didn't Mm -hmm. know what. And we got a call from uh, Jarrett, and he said, hey, Let's have a conversation about coming here and what that would look like for you to come and oversee our creative and communications department, Mm -hmm. be the creative pastor here at Soul City. And in a really great way, wrecked my life. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Jared. Yeah, thanks, Jared.
1: No, really, really grateful for this opportunity. Been here three and a half years now. Oh, wow. And um, praise God for the opportunity each day.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it so is. So what exactly would you say you do here? That's it a great like question. A, uh, right. From that's the a the great question. Space, in fact, <laughs> when I tell yeah, when I tell
1: people, hey, I'm a creative pastor, I get this like, you know, half smile of, oh, that's really nice. Like
0: how sweet. Right. And you
1: can tell they're like, <laughs> what in the heck do you do? You know, for me, God has really made it clear to me. Um, though I grew up in in music and around the music um, studios, recording studios, and Church um, loved church and services and things like that. God's made it clear to me that my um, calling is to see gifts that He's given in other people mm-hmm. and to call those out, and then to be the cheerleader and encourager, the chief mm-hmm. cheerleader and encourager. And so, um, I have the opportunity to get to do that each and every day in multiple realms. So, mm-hmm. um, I do oversee the creative and communications department here and um, organize us, keep us on track. Um, keep us headed towards the vision and thinking ahead. Um, But most importantly, I get to um, call out the amazing gifts in other people and make sure that they have the opportunity to do those to the best of their abilities. Sure, right. Yeah.
0: Is that something you've learned in the last three and a half years or something you knew before or... Was your job totally different at Christ Community and so?
1: Yeah, I mean, in some of the other jobs that I've had, it it was more full-time producing all the time. Got it. Mm -hmm. And so now I have the opportunity to produce services and special events here and there, but um, have an incredible team of people that do that. Uh And so getting to train them on that and watch them um, get in the game and do it is, God's just shown me that um, I have just as much, if not more joy Mm -hmm. watching others play than having to be the one to do it. Right. Yeah.
0: I love that. It was one of my favorite things to do just in my life to watch people bring their very best to something and have it become something yeah. that none of us could do alone and
1: Absolutely. And I'm
0: just usually I'm then standing in the back getting to enjoy it. Yeah, me um, too. And the uh, it's, it's funny the best seat. back uh, back years and years ago for some service we had done at Willow Creek, a Christmas service, there was a DVD that we were making available, or somebody was. And so they wanted to do a bunch of commentaries Okay. during the service. You know, so on the DVD, you could, hey, listen to the music director talk oh, about cool. Christmas. And so then there was a whole thing for the, the technical director, technical producer. We're going to have a conversation about uh, what we did. And our, th- our thing got cut from the DVD. Because, because
1: it was not
0: Well because every we the the goal was we teed up everybody else to do right. awesome so things you're like, and so well, I can, uh, well I sat in a meeting uh you know where we talked it was all really either really yeah. boring or someone's already talked about this because yeah. it was their thing and So you didn't I,
1: even exist anymore right. you just it's got you're completely you're so cut. far in
0: the background right. yeah that uh, but uh, that's still I would be cut from any DVD commentary any day to keep doing that, like
1: exactly. letting people
0: shine. So. That's something
1: we talk about on our team. Um, a lot is working ourselves out of a job and on purpose. And yeah. so um, I know our tech director last week, Laz, he was walking around just with the largest smile, That's just so walking around and having tons of people trained to not buy him in the mm-hmm. booth. And he just looks at me, he goes, I'm working myself out of a job. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I love it. Just give him a high five.
0: That's so so yeah, it is. So now how did you find your, st- I mean, how did you get into doing this? I mean, you said you were around music a lot yeah. and music studios and all this stuff, but I mean, how did you decide this is what I want to I wanna be about creating services where people experience God.
1: You know, Todd, I don't think I decided. It was <laughs> um, It was really a path that God laid out for me and mm-hmm. unbeknownst to me, I just kept saying yes to the next thing okay. that he put in front of me. Mm-hmm. And so out of college, I went to a conference, and um, I'm sure similar to many, many stories out there, the reason I got into producing was because somebody was willing to take a risk on me. And I just was fortunate enough that the people that were willing to take a risk on me were the people at Willow Creek. Uh And so I, right out of school, became the producer for New Community, the midweek services at Willow. And very quickly learned that there was this position called producing. Right. And I knew that I loved music. I knew that I had majored in theater. I loved the church, mm-hmm. had grown up around all of that, and I liked to boss people around. Let's just be honest. <laughs> or I'm sorry, sorry, yeah. I liked to lead teams of people. <laughs> um, but I, when I found out that there was a position that just had all of that available to Uh me and that I could do it to the glory of God, I was so excited. And then I just jumped in the deep end or Mm -hmm. maybe was pushed in the deep end, (laughs) but... um, To my benefit, it was an incredible two and a half years of meeting people and learning from incredible leaders. Right. right.
0: And I mean, Pam Howell. Yeah. I know. Out.
1: Pam, I've the best. Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> when I came to interview, I got to stay with Pam and her family. And um, Nancy is still an incredible mentor of mine. Right, and right. she's here at a yeah, part yeah. of Soul City. Soul City and right. so yeah, it was just an incredible doctorate, if you will. And I didn't even have to go to school. So yeah, there you yeah. go.
0: So great. I think my experience at Willow Creek, very similar to yours, just that you're, you're around so many high caliber people, not only on staff, but that come in to do stuff. And
1: even the volunteers, the people that you're uh, surrounded with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's something that you, I was actually, I uh, was serving uh, at Willow for the weekend service this past weekend. Hmm. And just, that's been a long time since I've been in that chair uh, as a producer uh, for, you know, for the main service there. And I just thought, this is sitting next to Henry Cloud. Yep, right. I'm just like, this is not normal. (laughs) I just have to keep reminding myself, exactly. This is really cool, and I love Henry, and we go way back. But this is not, you know, this is not normal.
1: Right. No, I had many of those moments being in John Ortberg's office and um, interviewing and thinking. Okay, I'm just out of school. I have never done this job before and I'm gonna produce the service that you're speaking at. Yeah what are they thinking? they're gonna <laughs> are they gonna find out at some point yeah. that I've never done this? Yeah. Didn't they read that part?
0: I think it's funny after at Willow Creek a long time and maybe any any church or organization what as a young person maybe feels like these people really believe in me, then you get further into it and you're just like, we just needed somebody to take, <laughs> right. you know, we were desperate. Right. Yeah. And yeah. even I, I have a really good friend of mine uh, in Michigan who was a high school kid that I mentored and we've been connected ever since. And That's so great. And he's now, uh do you know Ward Church in Livonia? Anyway, it doesn't matter. In Michigan, big old traditional church. He's now going to be the arts
1: oh, cool. pastor
0: for, uh, for this church. Oh
1: gosh, I love I'm that. Which I'm so
0: excited for him. But- uh you know there were so many things I was like I need you just go do it.
1: Absolutely. Well I've
0: never done this figure you'll figure, figure it, out, it out it'll be great. Well and you I'm,
1: find the ones that figure it out. Right. And you find the ones that don't know how to figure out how to figure it out. Right. Yeah. And you quickly figure out how to get rid of <laughs> yeah, those ones, yeah, right? All yeah, right.
0: And right? just keep giving more to the ones that, that yeah, they're going to figure, are gonna figure out. it out. Yeah, right. right.
1: No we have so many of um hungry, excited volunteers like that here too. So it's a privilege. But yeah, no, when I interviewed at Willow, I don't know what your interview was like, but they actually made me move there
2: From I was,
1: yeah, move there and do the job for a month.
2: Oh, geez. And
1: then at the end of the month, they told me if I got the job or not. And I was just crazy enough to say
0: yes. (laughs) I was
1: like, okay, sure.
0: Yeah. I'll just do
1: that and you can watch me for a month. And I think back and I'm like, why? How did I say yes to that? Yeah, what was I thinking? Hey, I was in early 20s and was like, why not?
0: Right, what I got to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I had kids and all that stuff. So it was definitely a different, different. You're moving, you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to be awesome. Just.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and you were. Look yeah. at you now. As it
0: turns out. You were with
1: yeah, Henry this right. last week.
0: Yeah, so great. Um, so one uh, thing maybe for people who don't know, uh, I'll just maybe set the next question up. So Soul City Church, been around for since 2010. Is that, is that, yeah. that sound about right? Yeah, we're going to
1: have our eight-year anniversary and here so, soon. And uh,
0: so the last time I was here, the where we're sitting right now was under construction. So right, big, it did
1: not exist. big
0: expansion, new auditorium, about 800 seats, you're coming from maybe four hundred three seventy five, three seventy five, yeah. very low ceiling. Very from a production standpoint, I would say your your worst nightmare.
1: Oh, uh, we like to call it intimate. It intimate, was very yeah. intimate time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I would love to hear. So that's a big difference oh, going yeah. from. I mean, you're the new space is. I've never been to a service here, but uh, again, from a production standpoint, you're you nailed it. Like.
1: Well, thank feels you. like a great
0: size. It is. It's got the all the stuff.
1: Yeah, we were um, really excited.
0: I, I'd be curious, just from a, you know, just from your mind as a creative pastor, going from this very intimate uh, space, and you know what's working well. You don't have
1: to use the word intimate. Oh, no, well, but it is an <laughs> intimate rough, space. Very rough. Hard to um, yeah, light I, and hard to. I,
0: I, yeah, but light. I guess for me, anyway something was happening. So God was doing something in that oh, room. Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah, okay, it's, it's a pain and there are pillars in the way and you know, there are all kinds of issues, but still mm-hmm. something's happening there that necessitates a bigger, needing a bigger space. Absolutely. Like, so the move from that intimacy to, to a new space, how did that go? How have you been experiencing, or maybe let me back up, when you were designing the new space, what kinds of things were you thinking about? We got to keep this or get rid of that or... Yeah,
1: when they started, because they actually started designing the space um, before I even came on oh, staff. okay, that and makes so, sense, And yeah. so um, when I came on staff and I got to look at it and started um, getting to be a part of dreaming for what was coming, mm-hmm. I just was so impressed that from very early on, the intentionality of keeping it intimate was there. And I mm. know that... Um, Jeannie and Jarrett and um, Chris Wheat. Um, I think you're going to talk to Chris Wheat on your podcast sometime yeah. here soon. But he um, was really just instrumental in leading the charge in a lot of that. But their desire was that that intimacy would be felt no matter mm-hmm. what space we're in. And um, that's not just a building thing. We right. worked really hard or they worked really hard to create a culture uh-huh. that was felt no matter what space we were in. Okay. And we wanted that to carry over. So in the new plans, they said no to so many different plans that were drawn from different architects. Okay. And we ended up going with an internal architect. He is here from Soul City because he got the intimacy because he sure, was experiencing right. okay. it each and every week. And so, um, our room with the wraparound balcony and, um, the configuration of the seating, even though it fits more than double than what we had, you still have that intimate feeling of being right there with everyone. Right, right. And it's just really special.
0: Yeah. And so in the the course of designing that space or getting ready to move in, have a lot of hopes and dreams about how it's going to feel and play out and be – I mean, has have those dreams come true, or are there some that are some of them? Yes, yeah, some that are it's a nightmare or um
1: and some of those <laughs> yes, too. <laughs> uh, I mean, I what's
0: your favorite part of the new space?
1: My favorite part of the new space, um, I love sitting in the balcony. It mm. is so special huh. to get to look down um on all that God has done and is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're sitting there, you can see everyone around you yeah. worshiping. So um, in our old space, it was everyone facing forward and you saw right. the screen and you saw the people. Right. Now when when you are worshiping, you are worshiping together. Right. And that's something that's really special that actually no matter where you're sitting, um, you can experience that. But one of my favorite places is right there yeah, because I so can cool. see all the tech and behind the scenes things um, yeah. as well as sitting and worshiping with
0: everyone. Right, yeah, instead of the back of someone's head.
1: Correct, yeah. Because,
0: yeah, the old space, you know, flat floor.
1: Yeah, we had to have lots of TVs ceilings, everywhere because yeah. there was a lot
0: of visual. It Obstructed seating.
1: Well, yeah. yes, we had, yes, half price tickets, <laughs> yeah, right? right? <laughs> um, yeah, but no, here you can see and experience it um, mm-hmm. with everyone instead of just to the back of their head.
0: Sure, right. And what uh, what hasn't, maybe nightmare is the wrong word, just so something that hasn't turned out like you thought it would. Like we thought this would be oh, how yeah. we're using the space and we don't do that at all.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I think coming into that space that was actually a benefit for us is a lot of our staff and of volunteers, this is their first church experience. Okay. And so there's not a lot of back at my old church or...
0: So great. This
1: person (laughs) did this, or this person did that. Yeah. Yeah. It really is a gift in a lot of ways. So the dreams were the dreams that they had for themselves, minus some of the expectations that might have been put on them. Yeah. 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 So, So, well, and even for myself, being in other churches and other things going, okay, remembering that this is our new space Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a new adventure for all of us. So when you talk about like what dreams um, were accomplished, I think getting in was the dream. (laughs) We were like, we are here. We made it. We We are alive. (laughs) And so that was really exciting. And then each week after that, getting to experience new things. I mean, to watch camera operators, we didn't have cameras Right, right. I mean, Chris Sweet literally, he probably would um, kill me saying this, but he literally would run sound. Lights and pro presenter, sure, right. like with his feet and his finger, like right. he was doing everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. as a one man bandit yeah. on some weeks. And, yeah,
0: advancing pro presenter with your foot. Right. And, yeah. I think it was yeah. with
1: his forehead sometimes, yeah. but, um, yeah. but no, there was just a, such a joy and still is such a joy to see people getting to use their gifts and to experience mm-hmm. things in a new way. And so that's one dream that has um, come to be. And then All the bells and whistles, like you said, we've got an incredible ability to do tons of things now, but to not have to do that all at one time, to have the freedom to say, how are we going to use this in a way that stays authentic to who we are and continues to feel like Soul City, but have some fun doing it and continue to be creative and innovative. Yeah. So that's been really exciting too. Um, Some of the stuff that hasn't gone as well as we had hoped, the first time we turned on the sound system, we realized that our neighbors could hear us more than we (laughs) wanted them to. And though we were completely compliant with all, laws and everything, we had to really start learning how to be good neighbors and how to love the people near us. Even though we had all the bells and whistles, how can we use this in a way and what modifications can we make to really, um, care for the people around us well. And so that's been something that's been an ongoing thing that we continue to, to figure out. And, um, yeah, I think that was something we didn't expect. We didn't see coming. Right. Some of our screens right now. We got the screens. And we're really excited. Um, we or we have two TVs in the balcony, and um, we're still trying to figure out like what's the best configuration for things. Right. And that's one of the things. And then our online presence. We uh, just when we launched our anniversary service and opening of the building, we were like, well, let's go online too. And that's one thing I love about us is we're like, hey, let's try it. Let's just sure, do right. it. Yeah. And then we'll continue to tweak. And so we're still tweaking and figuring it out um, along the way. I'm sure yeah. like most people, but I know some people are like, oh, what was your plan? What was your strategy? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, to turn it on. Like we, yeah. we turned it on and yeah. we were like, hi, Yeah. So, <laughs> right. so when you're like, what was your dream? I'm like, to get in the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. And so um, I love that. But there's times and we do have strategies for the future and things like that. But I think we're um, one thing I love what, about this place too is that there is a healthy celebration of the present.
0: Yeah, that's cool. One of the things you said that was interesting to me is this idea of yeah, hey, let's just go online. Why, why wouldn't we do that? Um, that there's something really powerful about just trying something. Yeah, and not having any sort of expectation attached to it. I think so. Uh, I'm big into the Enneagram. I'm a yeah. nine. Oh,
1: we are here too. So
0: like You're low nine, expectations yeah. is kind I'm of a three. how I live I'm a three, how I so. live my life. Yeah, so well, let's do it. If it doesn't do anything, who cares? Right. As opposed to a three would be like, we're going to win.
1: <laughs> oh, the, we are. Uh, when I say we're going to do it, we're going to do it, Todd, and we're going right, to knock it yeah. out of the freaking yeah. park.
0: No, but there's something, just a, a culture of experimentation and you know, we're not setting anything in stone. We're just going to, we're going to do this. And if it doesn't work, we're going to change it and try something else. I think uh, hopefully you can keep that up as you.
1: Yeah. You know what? It's something I was really fortunate um, to come into here is that culture. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something that sets Soul City apart is the people here. Many of them, I mean, Jeannie and Jarrett have had so many different opportunities to be a part of amazing ministries and of high caliber and, lots of production experience as well, but we love doing things excellently and holding it loosely. Yeah. Really allowing there to be space for the Holy Spirit. We have a high feedback culture, mm-hmm. but in that we're not afraid to fail. Right. And failure isn't bad. It's finding the next right answer. Sure. And so because they model that so well for themselves, that gives the rest of us the freedom to do that, especially our creative team. And I've never been a part of a church church That the senior pastors value the creative team as much as Jeannie and Jared do, and so there's often weeks that we'll get into a debrief meeting and we're 10 minutes over, and I cannot remember a time where they looked and just assumed that it was we were going to cut worship. Sure, okay. That was not a. In fact, they was they go no. Where can we cut? What can we do? Because they value the the experience as a whole, right, right, and value the innovation and creativity and um we all value each other and right. holding up the gifts that one another have so it's really a, an incredible collaboration sure. with that freedom to say hey let's try this and if it doesn't go well okay at least we tried right
0: right you know? that's so great i want to come work here yeah please <laughs>
1: come on hey todd um you want to produce we don't have henry next week but um, we've got jared, but jared and jeannie come on and yeah. They are amazing so come <laughs> on let's go
2: So so it is, it's
1: really, it breathes life into innovation and creativity in a whole new way. Mm -hmm. So speaking of like just holding things loosely and not being afraid of failure, one funny little example of that is just last week, it was Jeannie's birthday. And our worship leaders said, hey, we're going to go on stage and we're going to sing her a song and honor her. And I was like, okay, great. And what else? And he's like, just don't worry about it. We promise (laughs) it won't flop. We promise it won't flop and it'll be meaningful. And that's all I had. Okay. That's all I knew. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And you know, coming off of last year when one of them showed up in a dinosaur costume on stage right. to uh-huh. welcome her and happy sure. birthday, yeah. I was a little nervous. But this time they came up and just wrote a song in the moment uh-huh. a fun happy birthday. If you want to see it, go on our YouTube. It's actually yeah. pretty fun. <laughs> we love to have fun and mm. love to be silly and we're not afraid to try things. And I think that's something that marks this culture. Sure. And really, allows us to continue to breathe life into the innovation
0: here. So the thing I love about Philo is that it's an opportunity for all these people to get together and to be reminded why they have chosen to do this or why they've been called to it and why it matters. And part of the, for me, is the, the challenge to, hey, what can we have? What do we have control over? What can we affect? What choices can I make? I have control over my attitude, so how can I have a better one? You know, just there, there's all kinds of things in our control that I think we could do better at leveraging. But then at the end of the day, you're going back to a church that maybe doesn't value all these things that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, collaboration and, you know, the, the arts matter and it's okay to fail and all these things, which always makes me a little bit depressed. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, maybe you don't have an answer to this, but I'd be curious just to ask the question anyway. What if you're at a church where the senior pastor or senior pastors are not modeling this? How do you bring that culture where where you are?
1: Yeah, I think the number one thing that you can do in those situations is to serve your pastor and serve the people that might be hesitant to some of that change uh-huh. in the best way possible mm-hmm. and continue to, on the front end, give them as much information and ability to collaborate with you mm-hmm. as possible and ask, can we try this? A lot of times I've seen technical departments and individuals say, well, we can't do it that way because so-and-so doesn't like that. Right. They said no once we, are not going to ask. Right. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, they said no once, you know, come on little engine that could let's yeah, go, yeah. you know, ask yeah. again, ask again. So, um, In a healthy way, not in a nagging, or, but to go in with a a plan, Mm -hmm. Um, oftentimes senior pastors really prefer and like things written out, write it out, get your plan together and go in and say, hey, we want to try this. Could we try this? And we'd love your input on it. And we want to include you. And this is how we think it's going to help you. And ask, if they say no, with a great attitude, Mm -hmm. say, okay. And go back and serve and do what you're called to do. And know that God's going before you. I love that scripture where it says, he will fight for you. He will go before you. Mm-hmm. And know that that's true. And pray for your pastors. Pray for those people. It's so difficult when you're in that circumstance. It can feel really defeating. Yeah. Um, but know that that is not something that's unseen by God. And that your service will speak more than any thing you could ever do.
0: Right. One thing I love about just the idea of coming with an idea to your pastor and having it shot down, let's say, yeah. that the act of formulating a plan and presenting it to the pastor, you are a team player. You're thinking about solutions. You're solution-oriented. I'm not just here to complain, but I'm trying to come up Absolutely. with something. Absolutely. And so then if, if the pastor then says, yeah, no, we're not going to do that, and then you you do your very best with what you're being asked to do, even though this idea is shot down. That speaks volumes to the pastor that this person is a team player. Absolutely. And so trust is built a little, you know, yeah. maybe not a ton, but a little bit. Yeah. And then the next time you come, maybe they would say yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe they say no again. Mm-hmm. But every time you have those interactions, you, it's an opportunity to build trust, which is really what creates a culture that we all really want to be a part of.
1: Absolutely. And celebrating that as a win. You didn't fail because they said no. Right. The end goal, I think sometimes we look at things as, well, if they say yes, I won. Right. No, the win was that you put the plan together and that you went in and you asked and you took a risk. Yeah. I, I look at the wins more as what risks we took rather than if it went completely perfectly. Sure. Like what did we do differently That was risky. Yeah. And in that, you won. You did a great job as a three. You won. You won. Yay. (laughs) We win. We win. Uh, It doesn't all have to be about winning. Um, (laughs) I'm saying that to myself right now. It doesn't all have to be about winning.
0: So you're coming towards the nine. Yeah, there you go.
1: Um, But as something, as a team, a verse that God gave or just impressed upon my heart and our team's heart in this last season has been uh, Romans 15, 5 through 6. And it says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that one mind and one voice is something that we need to keep um, remembering. Mm-hmm. And it's not tech versus band. Like it's not the one voice of tech, the right. one voice of band, the um, one voice of the pastor, but that it really is a collaborative effort. Right. And I think um, that's something that was really special that we have here. I mean, mm-hmm. d- this is not like Disneyland. We don't have, it's not perfect <laughs> yeah. all the time. Trust me. Our team would tell you that. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: But we do keep the mission in mind and yeah. culture high. I would say hold culture and mission higher than anything else. Uh-huh. And the other little petty things will disappear. Right. Maybe not totally, but yeah. they'll, they'll be less. I mean,
0: you still have groups of people that that look at the world oh, absolutely. in different ways. And so absolutely. there is no, you're not gonna, it's not something to be solved.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: it's, I think Andy Stanley would say, attention to be managed, but it it's is. also why it works. The reason that we, that all of us coming together- can do something amazing in a church service is because I look at the challenges or the problems from my perspective and the worship pastor looks at it from theirs. And we are all bringing our problem-solving skills from different perspectives to make this thing that none of us could do. You know, if it was just up to the tech people- Maybe we do the exact same service every time because we figured out how to nail it. You <laughs> hey, know,
1: and, and right. you don't have to have rehearsal. It's so much right. easier. Right. Yeah. Right. You don't yeah. Ever it's have efficient. To make new pro presenter slides. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, right.
0: Whereas the the creative team, they want to do something new and crazy uh, every week. Uh, which, Absolutely. Yeah. So, and both those things can't really. It's not what we what our church needs. It's all of us working together.
1: Yeah, it's that one voice and one mind. But in that one voice and one mind. Whoever the leader or the producer is, um, whoever the creative director is, keeping in mind that that is not even looking at the band as just the band, mm-hmm. that remembering you're dealing with 30 individuals right. that were uniquely created by God and managing to those 30 and yeah. not expecting all of the tech people to respond in the same way. If I know one of those tech guys is going to get get a little bit more rattled because of a last minute decision, Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to go first to him and Mm -hmm. tell him that this is going to come and and the why. I know the why is important to him, so So I'm going to manage it. In that way, if I know something, if spontaneity is super important to our worship pastor, Pat, he loves spontaneity and (laughs) loves fun, um, and I love that about him, I'm going to find moments to celebrate spontaneity. So I'm constantly managing to each individual, Mm -hmm. not just to the team. So I'm keeping the team in mind, but I think having one person on your your team that is doing that throughout Mm -hmm. everything helps in that as well. Sure,
0: right. Yeah it seems like uh, having a uh, someone that's building bridges between the teams, the people, the yeah, yeah just even like you were saying f- knowing in any given situation what does this person need that's different from that person that
1: Yeah, and not judging it. I think that's yeah. the biggest thing is oftentimes we can we can roll our eyes and go oh gosh, this person. <laughs> but when we when we have a culture and I really think this is something that is started or has been started from Jeannie and Jared here at Soul City, that it values each individual person for who God created them to be. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something the Enneagrams great about right. helping us really celebrate those things. It's great about pointing out the things that we're sure, yeah. not so great about <laughs> us too. But There's
0: nothing wrong with a nine. We're perfect. Yeah, y- you.
1: That is the perfect. That is the number of perfection, right? Yes, yeah, right? certainly. Oh, sure. Um, I thought that was the three, though. That's yeah, front, right. right. I
0: guess you do win. Yeah, right. So. Right.
1: Exactly. Well. I, have to. I think if an
0: eight were here, they would maybe challenge what we're saying. Oh,
1: absolutely <laughs> they would, but they're not. But I think that that is something that's so important is to look at each individual person and remember they were created by God to do a very special gift Yeah. and to celebrate that mm. gift and then remind us all that we're using that gift for not our own benefit, mm. not the benefit of... Even, not even the benefit of so that the worship team can crush it this week. It's the because I mean you know how oh we want to do our very best. That's not it. That's not the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal is to bring people into the presence of Jesus. Yeah. In whatever way we can, and to um, help that to be a distraction free environment. We talk about moments that lead to movement. Mm-hmm. We want people to take the next step in their transformation with Jesus, no matter
0: where that is. Sure. Right. So part of. What we've been talking about, I just like I said, I want to come work here uh, because there's so much that's okay, been okay. figured out ahead of time. Yes,
1: you have, you got the job. Yeah, yeah. I don't I got, even know what yeah, job know it is, is but you what, got but, it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but to to develop a point of view and a mission and values ahead of time, so that as people are entering the team, they know what they're stepping into. I think so many times it's unclear.
2: Yeah,
0: what the mission is, why we're here why I'm serving is a little bit cloudy. Yeah. And so when you have people that are maybe, yeah, not serving in the optimal way or they're not team-minded, yeah, that it's hard to address those things because you haven't talked about it beforehand.
1: Exactly. Our worship pastor, Patrick Mayberry, he is amazing at doing this. Every single rehearsal, the band starts by remembering that mm-hmm. and he tells them, not in a like mantra way, but in just a really natural way that this is why we're here, guys. Let me just remind us, this is why we're here. And on the weekend, Laz, our tech director, he's reminding the tech team of that too. And then we do a huddle
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um, each Sunday before the gatherings um, with all tech and our pastor, whoever's speaking that day and whoever's doing the announcements. And um, we call them a host. I know every person calls things differently. Something different, yeah. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) but in that, Moment, we're being reminded, hey, this is why we do what we do. And I don't think that you can say it too many times. Right, right. You can't because, I mean, we forget. I mean, I forget where my keys are half the time <laughs> yeah. or, you know, I, my kids, my kids are at camp here today. I hope I don't forget to take yeah. them home on the train with me. <laughs> but we have to be reminded. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was talking about the the verse last week with our team, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. I ah, love that yeah, God knows again, we forget. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> He's like they're going to forget, so I'm going to say it again. Rejoice yeah, yeah. in the Lord always. Again, I say it, rejoice. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think you can say it enough. The right. the mission and the the purpose of why you're doing it, if that's not spoken louder than what mm-hmm. the the details become, they become your goal, right? And not the moment.
0: Yeah. Right,
1: and you're going after the moment. We're going after being in the presence of the Holy Spirit, right? Not just if that lighting cue went well, right? Though we do want the lighting cue yeah, right. to go well, yeah. um, but that's really what it's about.
0: Well, it, I love that it just frames the the whole serving opportunity for someone. That if I'm doing pro presenter, if a change comes my way and change makes me uncomfortable, I already know that we're not doing this because we know it makes you uncomfortable. We're doing it because it's going to help make moments that lead to movement. You know I mean? Absolutely. That everything now that we're doing in rehearsal or changes or mm-hmm. last minute or whatever, it's a it's coming from that place. So uh, you've talked a lot about kind of the culture of the team and the, what the expectations are and what the values are. What is your, I mean, is what's the makeup of your team? Is it, are, are all the people on stage paid people? Is everyone a volunteer? Why don't you just, Talk a little bit about kind of the who who is on sure. your team.
1: Yeah, I am biased, but I think we have the greatest team. In well, when the world. I joined the team, yeah. it
0: would be even better. Right. Yeah. So
1: right now we call it ourselves the Fantastic Five. It's going to be six soon okay. because Todd's uh, joining. But um, no, we have an incredible group of people. And uh, Patrick Mayberry is our worship leader. Um, shameless plug. If you have not gotten his um, new EP called joy on Spotify, go out and do it. Or soul city worship is uh, incredible music that Patrick writes and produces. We are very blessed by that. Most of our worship stuff that we do here at soul city is original, which is unique. And, um, we are really, really fortunate. Um, and he's just super humble. So love uh, working with him. Jeremy Lopez is our video director. Um, and we're super fortunate that, um, on our team, he's also one of our worship leaders and okay. leads often. And then Fabi Hamstra is our communications director, and she oversees all communications, all um, social media. If you like our Instagram, um, it's, it's Fabi. She does an incredible job, and she also is one of our worship leaders and so um, that's amazing to have all three oh, of wow, them right. on staff in different ways um, and then lazarus rios is our newest hire He is our technical director okay. and he actually was here as a part of our band he was um, playing bass in our okay. band and through crazy god story God just showed us that this is who we were supposed to hire after a lot of interviewing. So he is not one of our worship leaders, but he, you (laughs) know, he not yet. (laughs) He very well could. So it's exciting to um, get to lead them. And all four of them are full time staff. Mm -hmm. And then our volunteers are our band and all of the people that serve on our technical and production team. None of those are paid positions.
0: Yeah. Okay. And that's kind of a newer I mean, it seems like probably moving into the new auditorium changed some dynamic a little bit that it requires more people and so the teams got bigger and Absolutely. Did you add more staff when you moved into the building or did you already have kind of that group of people?
1: That was the group of people that we had. Chris, um, Chris, Chris Wheat
0: used to be the TD, Yeah, he right.
1: was the TD. And as the construction project was going on, he really started seeing God open his eyes to new gifts that he was having sure. overseeing the whole facility. Right. And so he transitioned into being our operations director, right. which then left us the open position for sure. the technical director. So I think um, in a new way, this technical director role um, has more time to focus completely on being the TD. Sure, right. Whereas yeah. Chris was wearing so many different hats, this TD is able to actually wear the TD hat sure, now. Sure, okay. So it wasn't necessarily a new hire, but a new ability to be able to focus.
0: Sure. And I would that. imagine too, going from kind of, uh, you know, doing pro presenter lighting and audio all yourself that now because of the size of the building, you've got some people are on stage and some people are in the booth and some people are running camp. You're just spread out. And so, yeah, now you need, it's a different kind of a TD role.
1: It is a different kind of yeah. a TD role. Uh huh. There's a lot, um, I think a lot to be said, even back to one of your questions about how we bridge that gap between mm-hmm. the band and the TD or the technical booth is um, because like Laz was one of our band members. And so even though everyone's spread out, I think that's something that's been helpful um, is we've really tried to, even though location-wise we're spread out, tried to find moments. Everybody hangs out in the green room and that's just as much for production as it is for um, the band and things like that. But having familiar people in both places and it not being an unfamiliar, like the booth is not off limits to the band. Sure, The band awesome. can can go back there and hang out and listen and check out what's going on in the video room and they feel the freedom to do that. Sure. And vice versa, the stage is not off limits to the technical booth. We do sure. want the camera people to stay in their seats during, the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> during Well, you, the, you hope that people right, stay where yeah, they're supposed to. The yeah, during the service, yeah. we'd yeah. like them to stay where they are. Right. But during rehearsals and things like that, it really is... Um, an expectation that mm-hmm. people would walk across the room yeah. and would um, be a so part good. of each other's world. So
0: I remember the day, so I grew up doing audio was my big thing. Yeah. Uh, that's what I wanted to do when I grew up. Uh, not sure exactly what that meant, but uh, I was in college. I was doing audio stuff for Campus Crusade. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it was very simple and not a whole lot, but one time I found myself on stage playing in the band, the band, yeah. the air quotes. I I just remember thinking, oh, that's what this is like. Exactly. And this is what they're talking about. Right. But Whole I'm in the new booth. You know, the booth, you know, just my little soundboard thinking, these people are crazy. And then you get up there, you're like, not crazy.
1: Not no it was such a no, useful moment
0: for me. Yeah. That, I mean, I I've been out of college for a long time now. So it was it happened a long time ago, but it's still so Six fresh in my right. mind that having experience in a different role uh, so helpful. Absolutely. Now that I'm thinking about it, back when I first started at Willow Creek, we used to have a volunteer celebration. Yeah. And the entire production those. crew yeah. would be people in the band, would mm-hmm. be doing pro presenter or running a camera or yeah, just in a different role as just even a, a way to say, oh, this That's is why we like. hold up rehearsal for two minutes and I'm wondering what's going on or whatever the the thing was. Yeah. yeah, it was so useful.
1: Right. When you try it and you realize it's not quite as easy as yeah. I was making it out to be in yeah. my mind. It's helpful to um, give grace to the people and yeah. they need a couple extra minutes or they need to run that song again or they change something on the fly, you're not as right. quick to, to make a judgment.
0: Sure, yeah, huh. Yeah, so good. Well, hey, thanks for making time for us today.
1: No problem. This has been really fun. I
0: I think we could probably talk all day.
1: Yeah, definitely. Come back on the train or hopefully you
0: won't miss your train (laughs) next time.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just so embarrassed. I'm like an on-time early person. Yeah. And I have missed the train more times than I care to admit.
1: Oh man, try (laughs) try getting on the train with children, and then then it makes sure. Yeah, exactly. Then that's a whole new world. Yeah. Yeah. No, since we started here, it's the train has been um, a fun adventure. (laughs) Yep, fun adventure.
0: (laughs) Good perspective. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to just all that you guys have going on with Philo, and I'm so proud of all you guys are doing. And thanks. Cheering you on all the way.
0: Love it. No joke, Soul City seems like a great place to work. I mean, the freedom to take risks and to fail, it's so healthy. And as a tech person, it's difficult to put myself in a place where failure might happen, but it is so good to stretch ourselves to try new things and to not get stuck in a rut. And one of my other favorite things Sarah and I talked about was to serve your pastors. I mean, to give them ways to collaborate on the front end of an idea. You know, no one holds the values of the technical arts like you do, so hold that banner high and often. And you know what? If you're shot down, still do your job with a great attitude and wait for the next time to collaborate. Okay, on to some housekeeping before we end this episode. We got ourselves a new web address, something a little easier to type and to remember, filo.org, F-I-L-O dot O-R-G. If you still type in firstandlastout.us, it'll get you there. But now we're using the new one. As the Philo community continues to grow, it made sense for us to invest in our brand, make it easier for people to engage with Philo all the time. Don't forget to give us good reviews on iTunes if you like our podcast, and follow us on social media, at Philo Community on Facebook and Instagram, and at Philo Conference on Twitter. We'd also love to get better, so email us your feedback and any ideas for future podcasts to Podcasts at Fusion.productions. That's Philo Podcast at Fusion.productions. All right, until next time.